Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. So now I'm going to give you information you will get nowhere else. All right. I promise you. And the information is very, very important to the country. All right. And it has to do with using the criminal justice system to prosecute presidential candidates. All right. That's the highest level. And that's where we are now. We're at the highest level of possible corruption in this country. They get any higher than this. Even if President Biden took money from his son and brother, it's not worse, that's not worse than using the justice system to eliminate a viable presidential candidate. I think you'd all agree with that. All right, so we are at the apex of this, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So we're going back to 1800. The year 1800, Thomas Jefferson elected president, okay? And uh, Aaron Burr is the vice president. Now, they didn't run on the same ticket. Back then, the states were responsible for voting for president. Didn't have a popular vote, had no way to tabulate it. So Jefferson and Burr, I mean, they didn't really like each other. They were from opposing parties. 
And Jefferson really had suspicions about Burr, who eventually exposed himself as one of the great American scoundrels of all time. Fast forward to 1804, Jefferson runs for president again. He fires Burr, okay, because he loathed him by that point, all right? And he puts New York Governor George Clinton as VP. Jefferson wins. Burr then vanishes out west and concocts a scheme to seize land west of the Appalachians, west of the Mississippi. Much of that land was under control of Spain, which ran Mexico. I know it's getting a little confusing now, but there was no Central American authority at that point in history west of the Appalachian Mountains. Burr wanted to set up his own government with him as a dictator. Jefferson immediately said, Burr is committing treason, publicly said it. President of the United States, treason. My former vice president is treasonous, trying to do this. So Burr is arrested, all right? And he's tried in a federal court in Virginia for treason. Now, in the meantime, Burr had assassinated, maybe that's the wrong word, Alexander Hamilton in a duel in Weehawken, New Jersey, which overlooks Manhattan. All right, that became before this this treason stuff, but Burr was widely loathed by everybody. Enter the judge of the treason trial, John Marshall. Does that name ring a bell? First Supreme Court Justice, John Marshall, presides over the treason trial in Virginia that is accusing Aaron Burr. Now, Burr were found guilty. Jefferson wanted him executed. That wouldn't have happened. They probably would have um, banished him or deported him or something. I don't think they would have hung him, but they might have. They could have. So Marshall and Thomas Jefferson were cousins. You didn't know that, did you? I didn't know that, but I've been researching this like crazy. They did not like each other. Now, Jefferson was not a real likable guy. Marshall was a very smart guy. Anyway, Marshall directs the trial to acquit Aaron Burr. He's the big guy in the courtroom, Marshall. And the jury goes along with it. Aaron Burr is found not guilty. Jefferson goes wild. Now, some historians, the shallow ones, said that Marshall directed the trial to get Burr off because he hated Jefferson. That's not true. Marshall was so smart, and if you read anything about him, if you look at his record, if you look at his life, this is a brilliant guy. He knew that if Thomas Jefferson could put a noose around Aaron Burr's neck, that any politician could be in the same situation. Carrying on. He knew. Because the evidence against Burr was overwhelming. Burr did it. But the witnesses were flimsy and it was Jefferson driving this train. So Marshall said, no, not going to give political parties or one or two men 
the power to eliminate political opposition through the justice system. Nobody knows this, but this is the key to the Trump situation. All right. Now, this is why you watch and listen to me, because you find us nowhere else. So we fast forward now into 2023. I, your humble correspondent, are th- am thoroughly convinced the charges against Donald Trump in total are politically motivated. Okay? I have studied them. I know that in New York City, the District Attorney Alvin Bragg would not have prosecuted this Stormy Daniel case for anybody else. Here in New York City, heavyweight drug dealers don't get prosecuted. Criminals found with loaded weapons on their person don't get prosecuted. Because Bragg doesn't believe in incarceration. So this Stormy Daniels thing, never. And Bragg has not even said what the federal law violation is after all of this time. So that is totally bogus. That goes out the window, politically motivated. The January 6th stuff by the special counsel, Smith, is theoretical. Trump knew the election was legit, but lied about it to keep power. I don't believe that for a second, and I don't believe Smith can prove that. Particularly if Mike Pence said in court what he said on television, he goes, White House didn't tell me to do anything unlawful. I heard all this from the media. Now, Trump wanted Pence to delay the electoral count, no doubt, because Trump was told by his attorney, John Eastman, that was constitutional. That'll be presented in court. So Smith's accusation that Trump knew he lost the election but lied about it is flimsy to say the least. And most prosecutors never would have brought that case unless he's got something that we haven't seen, and maybe he does. All right? Ma-a-lago, Trump did it. If you read my message of the day, I don't understand this to this day. Just send the Blinken documents back to the National Archives. What do you care? I don't get it. He did it. Now you'll go, what about Biden? What about when they confronted Biden? Biden said, take anything you want. Right. But Obama had him, but Obama didn't resist. Obama didn't resist. Trump resisted. Why? So that case has got to stand. It's already brought. Supreme Court's not going to throw it out. And the Georgia thing is just insane. If you read that indictment, it's 19 people. It's again, theoretical, totally theoretical. We need to find 11,000 what votes. Fine. What does that mean? There's reasonable doubt about what that sentence means. And Fannie Willis waited two and a half years to file that because that was the Democratic strategy. Hit him here, hit him there, hit him there, and hit him here. That's political. So John Marshall, if he were the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court today, would know all this. And John Roberts does as well as do the other eight Supreme Court justices. They know this is politically driven. That's not to exonerate Donald Trump. 
I'm not exonerating him. He handled it poorly a number of ways. All right, he did. If you're going to tell me he didn't, then I don't think you're in the real world, although I respect your opinion. I'm not going to denigrate you for holding an opinion that Donald Trump didn't do anything wrong or whatever. You're entitled to your opinion. But the facts show he could have easily handled this in another way not and avoided all this grief for him and the Republican Party. That's why I say in a message, and I hope everybody reads it on BillOReilly.com. All right, so summing up. Trump has to get a constitutional attorney, the best in the world. So maybe there's somebody living abroad. Has to do it. He's got to get these cases in front of the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court would pretty much do what John Marshall did with Jefferson Burr. Say, this is politically motivated. These charges are flimsy. Can't do it with Mar-a-Lago, so I would plea that. Trump, don't think he's ever going to plea out, but I would. If I were him, I'd say, I made a mistake. I should have acted quicker. I had no malice. I didn't do anything to hurt national security, which he didn't. This is all about him not following the rules. And he didn't. So if you can get that out, then the Supreme Court can come in and say, You know, this is unconstitutional in a variety of ways, but you need a very smart attorney to present that case. All right. You got any questions at all? Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. We will uh, put aside some space tomorrow, some time and space to answer any of your questions about this week. And that is the memo. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Spring is the perfect time to make smart financial moves like getting life insurance to protect your family. Did you know that 46% of Americans expect to leave behind debt? Policy Genius Life Insurance can cover those debts like mortgages, credit cards, car loans, college costs. In our Smart Life segment, understand that life insurance gets pricier with age. And work coverage may fall short. Policy Genius simplifies by comparing quotes from top companies and ensuring unbiased advice. Their award winning agents are ready to assist. So don't wait. Spring into action and secure your family's future. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 a year for $1 million of coverage. Head to policygenius.com 
to get your free life insurance quotes. That's policygenius.com. Malago. I'm going to give you a timeline because I'm getting a lot of mail from pro-Trump people telling me that Malago is nothing and this and that. So I'm going to give you the facts and I'm going to put them up on the screen radio. I'm going to read it slowly so you can make your own determination. The whole thing started on May 6, 2021, when the National Archives requested that Donald Trump return some classified material. A month later, the archive warned Trump that it would refer the matter to the Justice Department if the classified documents weren't returned. And the archives told Trump which documents they were looking for. So they gave him a month, then they warned him. All right. Six months later, seven months later, Donald Trump returned 15 boxes of documents, but it took him a long time. One month after that, February 9th, 2022, the archives apparently dissatisfied with what was returned by Trump, referred the matter to the Justice Department. Now, the archives had to know that if you refer this to Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland's going to charge. They had to know that, just to be fair, okay? March 30th, the FBI opens its investigation, all right? April 26th, less than a month later, a grand jury investigation begins. Now, that's pretty damn fast. But Garland wanted this. He wanted to charge Trump, okay? Hunter Biden took five years. This took a month, okay, for the grand jury to be convened. Five years for Hunter Biden, one month for Donald Trump. Come on. Okay. Then... The raid at Mar-a-Lago. And documents are found in the raid. All right, it was a warrant signed by uh, Judge Bruce Reinhardt in Florida, and they, and they seized 102 classified documents in that raid. So, this is a legitimate case in Mar-a-Lago. Trump and his lawyers have to explain why, after all of this, um, and they had a year and uh, May 6th, 2021, August 8th, 2022, 15 months, and they still had 100 documents classified in Mar-a-Lago. They got to explain that. Okay? They have to. Now, again, in discovery, maybe they'll say whatever they're going to say. Trump declassified them. They could say that. They could have backup for that. I don't know. But this is the only one, as a reporter, that I can see presents a threat to Donald Trump. Now, will the kangaroo court in Manhattan and Fulton County and Washington, D.C., and it is, there's no doubt about it, convict, they convict anything. But on appeal, when you have federal judges looking at the whole thing, that's why... The, Governor McDonald, Smith's case was thrown out. Smith got a conviction on McDonald for taking illegal gratuities while he was governor of Virginia. Boom, threw it out. It wasn't even a close case. That's what's likely to happen here. And most of the indictments, I think there are 91 now against Trump, will be thrown out before it even gets to court because some of them are so stupid. Okay. 
So I think I've gone over this about as methodically as I can possibly go over it. I took 15 minutes of your time, but I think it was well worth it. Now, again, bill at BillOReilly.com, but you in your living room or in your car, wherever you are listening and watching me, okay, you can believe what you want to believe, and that is your constitutional right, just as Donald Trump believed that he, the election was rigged, that he won. He Constitutionally, he can believe that. That's not a crime. However, if you want to really be an honest person, you have to look at what is on the record. And you cannot speculate about anything until you know all of the evidence, and we don't yet. But if I had a bet, if I was a Vegas guy, I'm going in and saying three out of these four are bogus. The Mar-a-Lago thing, dangerous. Rudy Giuliani. So CNN, not a reliable news agency, is reporting that Giuliani didn't have any money selling his house in D.C., uh, in uh, New York City, I'm sorry. Um, this is anonymous sources, and Rudy's broke because of all the lawyers that he has to pay to defend himself. Remember, Giuliani is charged in Georgia along with Trump. Okay. Um, is that true? Probably. Any court, local, state, or federal, can bankrupt you. That's the power they have. And you can't do anything about it. You've got to pay these lawyers to defend you. If you've gone through a divorce, if you've gone through uh, an action where somebody's suing you for uh, whatever it may be, all right, the money goes out. So Giuliani, I would say the odds are that he's in bad financial shape. Now there's a report that he went to Mar-a-Lago twice to ask Trump to help him pay his legal bills. I don't know. I can't get any confirmation whether that's true or not. I don't believe an anonymous source at CNN. I'm certainly not. Why would I believe that? Okay. I don't know the Giuliani-Trump conversations. They're privileged. Giuliani is Trump's lawyer. I don't know. But if Giuliani is in financial trouble, I think Trump should help him. And this morning on WABC, our flagship radio station in New York City, Judge Andrew Napolitano, you remember him from Fox, said this. Go. Here's what Donald Trump could do for Rudy. And he may do this. He could hold a magnificent fundraiser for Rudy at which he, Donald, is the principal speaker. That would raise a lot of money for Rudy, and it wouldn't cost the former president anything but a couple of hours of his time. Well, that's a good idea. I think that Donald Trump should do that. Remember, Donald Trump is on a hook for about $40 million in legal bills at this point, but his political action committee pays those bills, so it's not coming out of his personal bank account, but Giuliani didn't have that. So when I heard Napolitano, I said, yeah, that's fair. Giuliani obviously went out and uh, did whatever he could do to try to help Donald Trump. So I hope that the former president helps Giuliani in that way. Because if you just gave him cash, then everybody else would be lining up. I can understand that. But a big fundraiser, that would be okay. Trump. All right. Now, you people, and I know some of you are 
diehard Donald Trump loyalists. I know that. But you know I am not going to tank it for Donald Trump. Never have. Never will. And I'm not going to be his lawyer. You know, Chris Cuomo keeps going, oh, you're defending Trump. No, I'm reporting on him fairly. That's what I'm doing. So another indictment for Trump basically trying to interfere in the Georgia vote will be forthcoming this month. The Atlanta DA, Fulton County, Fannie Willis. Let's see Fannie, throw her up there. A fanatical leftist. Been investigating this for 29 months. Fannie doesn't really work quickly. This could be a two-month investigation because there's only one piece of evidence that we know about. This is a phone call made on January 2nd, 2021 from President Trump to the Georgia Secretary of State. Roll the tape. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. All right. So Trump believed at the time of the phone call that he won Georgia and he believes that his vote count was suppressed. That's what he believed then. That's what he believes now. So he has a right to believe that. In Georgia, Stacey Abrams, defeated for the governorship, believes she won and went around the entire state telling every Georgian, I won the election. And of course, she didn't win. But Ms. Abrams was entitled to her opinion. Now, any lawyer could tear Fannie Willis's case apart. Okay, Trump is basically saying to the Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, I believe my votes were suppressed in your state. So you need to find all of my votes. That's not a crime. And that looks to me like the whole indictment there. If maybe I'm wrong, if there's other stuff, I'll report it. But this looks to me like this thing is nothing, a zero. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.
Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Okay. Um, now we go to Washington, D.C., where there is a judge in the January 6th case named Tanya Chutkin. Okay? Um, now, Tanya has said, and we're going to do a profile on her tomorrow, but she is absolutely a fervent Democrat. Okay? And now her supporters in the Democratic Party are raising the race issue because Donald Trump is directly criticizing Tana Chutkin, the judge, which he should not do. That's not smart, in my opinion. But now, since he's doing it, the networks in particular, NBC, the most fervent Democratic network, um, is making it a race thing. Roll the tape. She's seen Already, Donald Trump put some focus on her. And frankly, you know, the fact that she's a black woman is something that's going to be very uh, critical here because you've seen the sort of ire that Donald Trump has uh, pointed towards particularly women of color um, who have uh, sort of crossed him or who have uh, brought charges against him in the past. I have not seen any ire on the part of former President Trump toward black women. So uh, Ryan Riley, the justice correspondent for NBC News, a joke. It really is a farce. Unless you can point to something, Mr. Riley, okay, and I'm glad you dropped the O because I don't want to be associated with you at this point. Unless you could point to some, what did he do to black women? What did Donald Trump do? Give me something. Don't just throw that stuff out irresponsibly. So at this point, Trump, there's no lockdown except for the Mar-a-Lago documents. Okay, that's the only lockdown. He took them. National Archives asked for him back. He didn't respond quickly enough to get him back. Not a big deal? Okay, but there's something else. Now, in the January 6th allegations... Are, and this is complicated, so I'm going to go very, very slowly because I had to read it five times. Trump is accused of devising, that's the key word, devising a scheme to replace electoral people, people that go to D.C. and certify the electoral votes with his own alternative people. 
So a state like Pennsylvania goes to Biden. The state electoral people reported to the federal government, the Electoral College. Trump didn't want that. He wanted his people to replace those people and his people to certify that Trump won the state of Pennsylvania, because that's what Trump thought. Okay, so the effort was predicated on a fringe legal theory put forth by Trump attorney John Eastman. Eastman told Trump, you can do this under the Constitution. You can have your set of electoral people go in and present their case to Vice President Pence, who had to certify the election. You can do it. That's what Eastman told Trump. No doubt about that. Eastman admits it. And Trump listened to Eastman because that's what he wanted to believe. There were a ton of other people that told Trump, you can't do this, including the Vice President Pence. Trump tried it anyway. Now, the key is, the allegation says that Trump knew this was bogus and did it anyway. Pence was the guy who can say yes or no on that. So Pence shows up on NBC, roll the tape. I looked through the process. I, I was right. determined to hear the objections that Republicans were planning to bring, Chuck, and many did bring. Right. I mean, you remember Democrats brought objections to Electoral College votes in three of the last four elections that Republicans prevailed. There's right. nothing the unusual law. about right. that. None of it, right. Uh, but all, I did ask the parliamentarian. Yeah, under the law. I did ask the parliamentarian very directly, Chuck. Right. I asked her because I was hearing rumors. I was reading in the newspaper that there were alternate electors. I just, I asked her point was blank. No, was anybody in the White House telling you this? From any state. And she said there was not. I, I don't recall that. I just remember hearing it in the okay. public. And I wanted a definitive answer whether or not the parliamentarian had received yeah. any additional electoral votes. She had not. Now, the key to that, what Pence just said, and he cannot go back on it now. The question was, is anybody in the White House telling you this? And he said, I don't recall that. I just remember hearing it in the public. That, if Trump, if Pence swears in a deposition to that, you can't, you can't, Trump wins. And again, I'm not being Trump's lawyer. I'm just bringing you facts that you probably haven't heard. So Pence is the key, and he, he just told you. I don't recall anybody in the White House telling me there was this scheme going on. Now, that just blows that case right out of the water. Doesn't it? Uh, remember, the allegation is Trump knew this was phony, and now we have Eastman, his lawyer, telling him it wasn't phony, and Pence, and I don't recall anybody in the White House telling me to do this. It's over, right? Unless there's something else. Okay. Uh, I mean, my job is to bring you what is on the record. Very confusing. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you have questions. All right, Hillary Clinton sat down with Rachel Maddow on MSNBC last night. Now, I'm not, the only reason I'm mentioning this is, is it's so absurd 
I don't watch it, but of course I have producers who did. This is like sitting down if you were a young man with your mom and her friends at a bridge game. <laughs> That's what this is like, to watch this thing. So the, Matt is never going to ask a question that would reflect poorly on a Democrat ever in her entire life. Would she ever do that? Never, never, never. She had to bring up Biden, but she brought him up in a, she feels sorry for Biden. Maddow does. All right, fine. And here's what Hillary said. So. Look, I, I think it is true that a lot of people in our country don't even know what he's done. And part of that is they don't get their news from MSNBC. They get their news from social media, if they get any news at all. They don't have the kind of uh, information that would give them confidence in knowing what their government is doing. <laughs> Do you have confidence in your government right now? Anybody? Bill at BillOReilly.com. If you have confidence in your government, write this moment in history. Please let me know and tell me why. All right. But apparently Hillary Clinton, yeah, I have confidence in it. And people are stupid because they don't watch MSNBC, which is the most rank propagandist network in the history of this country. NBC News, Comcast should be very, very proud. And don't give me Fox News. Don't give me that. Okay, I worked there for more than 20 years. I'm not responsible for what happens there now. But in my 20 years there, I slayed propaganda. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the Internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. Hunter Biden might be charged under the Foreign Corruption Practice Act. I told you about this. We all already analyzed this. Foreign Corruption Practice Act. Okay. so I got a letter from uh, one of our lawyer viewers, Adele Awatros in Washington state. And she says, uh, has anyone ever been charged or prosecuted under that act? Well, yes, a number of people will give you two of the most recent. Uh, in May of this year, a man named Carrie Yan, former president of a non-governmental nonprofit, sentenced to three years, six months for paying bribes to people in the Marshall Islands. Okay, so Carrie is in uh, clink. Then January of this year, um, a 58-year-old, uh, what's his name, Murillo, he took bribes 
to get a contract from the Bolivian government. Okay. And uh, his last name is Murillo. I'm looking to see if the first name is on here. And I cannot find it. And that's a producer problem that I will deal with. So this guy, he bribed the Bolivian government to give him a contract. And he's now serving 70 months in prison. That's just two. We have a whole line list. So that's absolutely viable. Target. Shareholder lawsuit. Okay, filed on Tuesday. This is big. So uh, a group got together and says that uh, Target had a value of $74 billion before it went woke with the gay clothes and the Satan thing and all. Now they've lost $14 billion in worth. Target, so they're getting sued. And the lawsuit says, quote, betraying Target's customers and shareholders with misleading representations about its environmental, social, and governance and diversity, equity and inclusion mandates, and causing Target shareholders to lose billions of dollars. Interesting lawsuit. Now, I thought there was going to be a lawsuit against Fox News, a shareholder lawsuit for the $800 million that organization had to pay Dominion. They're voting machines. But so that has not happened. Very interesting. Maui, Hawaii, one of the most beautiful places on earth. I've been there many times. 36 people dead in the fires there. What happened was uh, wildfires uh, erupted and driven by winds from Hurricane Dora, which didn't hit. Hawaii was south, but the winds were so intense and came so fast that 36 people got killed, and some of the people in Maui had to jump in the ocean to uh, survive the flames, and they were pulled out, thank God. So this is a catastrophe. You may remember that Kilauea erupted on the big island. Nobody was killed there, and they had plenty of advance notice. But we uh, feel very bad for uh, everybody who lived and died in uh, Maui. Smart life. So... Um, I'm in the east end of Long Island now. Prices are insane. Absolutely crazy here. And people are coming up to me, and a lot of families, vacation, beautiful ocean here, tremendous nature, fishing, horseback riding, whatever you may want is here. But everything's doubled in the last three years, all the prices. So, smart life. You go into a resort, you go in someplace. If you can drive, drive. Don't take a plane. If it's 10 hours or less, get in a car. Bring food, snacks, drinks, bring them, okay? Because whatever you have to buy is going to cost you four times what it'll cost you at home. Breakfast for a family of four in the Hamptons and easily costs you $70, okay? Breakfast. Go to the deli. They have everything. And eat it you know, in a nice environment, wherever, but buy your breakfast in the deli, unless you want to pay 70 bucks for breakfast. Coffee. There's a million coffee places, $6, $7. 7-11 is the best coffee. I don't have any interest in 7-Eleven, but it's 50% less and it's better. What else I got here? Uh, Chamber of Commerce, wherever you go, Whatever town in America you go to on vacation, go to the Chamber of Commerce. They got discount coupons all over the place. 
on all the attractions. It'll save you a lot of money. Smart life. Okay, so I told you, is the final thought of the day. The ocean out here in eastern Long Island, where I am, very turbulent this summer. Okay? Not a place to fool around. In fact, you can't even body surf because the waves crash so hard down, you break your back. Right? And then nobody's body surfing. So, and the current is tough, the undertow is tough. That does not inhibit me from dunking in the water because that's what I do. I'm an ocean guy, but I'm not riding the waves and I'm being cautious. So a couple of weeks ago, I got whacked by a wave and I'm like, boom, and that was that. So yesterday I go in and it's, it's turbulent, but I'm, I'm very cognizant of Ernest Hemingway's book, the Old Man and the Sea, which is a brilliant book, and it's not long, okay? And since I've always loved the sea, loved the ocean, I, that was one of my earliest reads. So I'm not the old man in the sea. I'm the aging man. All right, so I'm doing great. I'm bopping up and down. The water temperature is about 74. Really nice, okay? But then I have to get out. <laughs> so I calculate that I can jog out of there before the next big wave comes. No, I get maybe five yards from the shoreline and bam, the thing knocks me down. And I had reef shoes on and one of my reef shoes goes flying. And then I try to spring up, but my spring is not as it was when I was a lifeguard. It takes me a little longer. And Bam, I get whacked again. So now I'm like this. So a guy runs out, you know, on the beach, goes, hey, hey, and I said, look, I got it, I got it. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> Big macho man, right? And he, and, I, and he goes, I got it, I got it, I'm fine. So I get up and I walk out. And he goes, oh, it happens to all of us. I go, mm, yeah, I guess so. Like <laughs> one of these. Anyway, the reason I'm telling you all this is if you're in the ocean and it's rough, Please be careful, all right? Even a seasoned guy like me who's been all over the world in the ocean, I thought I could, I could beat that wave out. No. It was a pretty interesting experience. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We will see you tomorrow.